0: Hi, Jimmy Apple here. Please be advised, we do not endorse activities described in today's interview. The subject matter may offend some listeners, okay? We just want you to be aware before we start. All right, sit back and let's get going. Welcome to An Apple a Day, a
1: podcast, a resource, a community. Share your experiences and learn from others as we overcome barriers and learn to live a happy, healthy life with a disability. Welcome to the community. Here's your host, Jimmy Apple.
0: Hello, my friends, and welcome to another episode of An Apple a Day. I'm your host, Jimmy Apple. Today, we're bringing you another episode of The Vegan Possibility with our host, Erin Fernandes. But before we start, I want to ask you, how you feeling, my friends? You feeling good? You feeling strong? You feeling better than you did yesterday? Excellent. You can't ask for better than that. Hey, we have a good one for you today. Aaron's going to be talking to an undercover journalist. That's right. I feel like this is an episode of Get Smart or something like that. I'm expecting Tom Cruise. <laughs> but nah. We've got a good one. And this is an unbelievable story that this fella has. But I had to put a disclaimer on the front of the show because there's some uh, different things that this fella does to get his story. And we do not endorse anybody breaking any kind of laws or anything like that. So we don't endorse his tactics, but he's got great stories. And we wanted to share them with you. But before we start, I want to answer an email that I got from Alan Vance in New York City, and he asked if an apple a day is still a podcast about disabilities, or is it just about being vegan now? And Alan, it is still a podcast about disability. We added the vegan possibility as a second part of the show. Now, over the last few weeks, we've been more or less concentrating on the vegan part to get it up and running. And I think Erin Fernandes is doing a fantastic job. Now, Erin herself is disabled, has had two strokes. She's she's survived two strokes. And a lot of people that she talks to are disabled people that are also vegan. And we're we're mashing it up how being a vegan and being disabled is possible. A lot of people don't realize that. But yes, Alan, we're still doing the disability end. And we're going to get back into that more and more now where we'll be running two episodes a week. Now that we've concentrated, we've got the vegan possibility up off the ground. Erin's got a monthly booklet that goes out. You can sign up for that or you can just look. She posted on online as well on her Facebook page, that vegan disabled gal. You can, get, you can find it real easy. Here's the way you can find it. You can go to famousapple.com forward slash that vegan disabled gal. It'll bring you right to her Facebook page. So do that. Go to famousapple.com forward slash that vegan disabled gal and join her page. It's got a lot going on over there. And while you're tripping around the web, make sure to stop by www.famousapple.com that's the home site for this podcast and where you're tripping around the web there make sure you stop by famousapple.com forward slash group and that'll bring you to our group living with a disability you've got plenty of places to go on the on the web now Just with this podcast alone, you don't have to go anywhere else on the web. Anything you got to find on the web, you can find at one of those three sites. (laughs) I don't want to hold this up any longer. I want you to meet this undercover reporter. Now, I know for a fact this is not his real name. This I know for a fact. I don't know what his name is because I wasn't told. The name that he's going by, his name is Dirk. But before we even start that, I do want to remind you, we are not lawyers, doctors, or nutritionalists. Before you make a lifestyle change, please make sure you check with your doctor, especially people in our community, the the disabled. Before you make any kind of change, any kind of lifestyle change, check with your doctor. Okay? We're just handing out information here. We're trying to educate people. We're trying to plant an idea in your head, but make sure you check with a professional before you change anything. All right, sit back, relax, and I'm going to get you over to Erin, and she's going to introduce you to Dirk, and you have to listen to this story. This story is phenomenal. Okay, sit back, and I'll see you in a minute. We're here with Aaron Fernandez, my co-host, or I'm um, her co-host, I guess, and oh, no. <laughs> this is The Vegan Possibility, and we have with us today Dirk, and Aaron. how you doing?
1: I'm doing very good, thank you.
0: Wow, that's nice to hear. Oh, no. Dirk, we have you with us, right? You're there, Dirk? Yeah, I'm here, I'm here. You doing good today, yes. buddy? i'm doing pretty good can't complain excellent well aaron it's your show you take it away
1: i will take it away okay well thank you so much dirk for being on the show today uh if you can just quickly do an introduction of yourself and tell the listeners who you are what you what you're going to talk about with us today
2: well i'm a activist and i um I'm an investigator of uh, different factory farms and also an animal liberator. And I first started out as a vegetarian when I was a teenager in a German-Dutch family, which is very, very different, to say the least, uh, from West Virginia. And then I I went from there, and I went vegan after I had uh, saw, you know, the way that dairy cows were treated. It really bothered me, especially when they're forcibly impregnated and things like that. And then I went on from there to getting into investigation, uh, mostly private investigation, but for some organizations. And at some point during that, I decided I would take the leap to actually liberating some animals too.
1: Awesome! Uh, and how many animals have you liberated?
2: Well, it's it's uh, in between two dozen and five dozen.
1: Oh wow! That's <laughs> so. that's that's amazing because it and you you get to uh, visit them or see them or or. The all animal sanctuaries and things
2: like that. uh yes, and they are spread about across the U.S. so
1: Yes, that's awesome. uh, What is the hardest thing, or or about doing what you do?
2: The hardest thing about doing what I do is the fact that you can't always save animals and uh, non-human animals or human animals, for that matter, being the workers having you know difficulty too, and sometimes you're faced with drastic decisions you know um, these uh, these animals these babies need somewhere to go and you have to find them somewhere to go before you say i have to save this baby and often you don't have a place to take them and I, i've literally looked into a dairy cows calves eyes while the dairy calf is dying knowing i had nowhere to take her and it yeah. is so challenging that part
1: yeah
2: of, uh, and documenting yeah. too is very challenging when i know i'm seeing a little baby get trampled and i'm just documenting to show people what really happens This nightmare they live through and i'm trying to change people and trying to see trying to see the progression you know but i'm watching this and it happens everywhere but when i when i share the footage of course anonymously I'm often attacked by vegans even saying I should have done the right thing by saving that baby. And I have nowhere to go with that baby. Yeah. yeah. Nowhere.
1: And it's happening whether or not you're dominating it. It And I know that sounds harsh, but it's happening all over the world, everywhere, whether you and you're just showing it, you know, so people can see what's happening. So I imagine that's really hard for you. Um, I'd say what you mentioned briefly about the workers, the injustice, the human rights issue of that. What can you describe? What I'm sorry, I'm going to backtrack. Can you describe what you've seen? What the living conditions are for the animals, and then for the the humans as well, the workers.
2: Well, if we go for both, uh, with, with the animals, often if you go into like a, a breeding facility, it's indescribably horrible and the farrowing sows for example and pig factories they have nowhere to move and you know they're forcibly impregnated and sometimes they'll have babies and they'll just not know that they've already had the babies the babies will get trampled they're still in their farrowing cages which are you know about six feet long by maybe uh two and a half feet wide and that's their existence while they're being impregnated then they get changed to the gestation cages and the babies are being raised for say you know pig flesh are actually going to growing facilities where the air is so thick with fecal matter and dust just flying around even with the fans that I have to wear a respirator to go in there oh gosh so wearing a mask doesn't bother me at all yeah yeah uh, after doing work like that there's just wearing a mask is nothing. I had to wear a respirator to go into these places. Now the workers, they don't wear respirators. Oh, and a wow. lot of times things that they are supposed to do in these hazardous conditions that OSHA would find, you know, deplorable. They do not do. Sometimes they will even take off their clothes and things like that because it gets so hot during the day and oh, wow. these factory farms and I've been to factory farms in the Midwest where the workers would have like a shed that was maybe, you know, 14 by 14. And there'd be five workers living in such small quarters. And then there'd be like, maybe like six sheds and they would have one car where they would take the workers to the factory farm uh, or factory farms. And they had a few units there uh, and then bring it back. And a lot of the migrant workers, and some of them may be undocumented. A lot yeah. of them will work eighty hours a week, and that's where the oh, IRS wow. actually cares. And when you get the governmental institutions to care, is when they have untaxed income. Yeah. And um. Oh wow. But they are. It seems like they're always sick because they're always breathing that in. What I need. What when I take a respirator, I'm taking it because I've gone to the pig farms or large dairies. And I've coughed for weeks and weeks and weeks, you know, and had allergy problems, anything. You can think of my eyes with water and everything. And these workers have that all the time. They have the smell of the place that smells like death and fecal matter. And I'm sure they're sick all the time. And the, the best thing to do to report on places like that is to find their check stubs, but you have to prove that it's the exact worker. You have to prove so much. It's like, you know innocent or proven guilty but they're they're doing so much that they're guilty of and it's so hard to get people to take to get uh authorities to take us seriously especially since it's illegal for us to even be there yeah how
1: how then how can uh, as an activist as a vegan as a person with heart how can we fight this it's just like our hands are tied in so many ways like what can the average person do that's not going to go put on a black clothes and go into a fracture farm you know um how can the average person help
2: i think the average person can help by but one it, it sounds like a very futile thing to suggest but um one is when you have representatives that you elect to the government that yeah. support these practices and don't want to do anything about it i mean there's you'd be surprised the the representatives at municipal state and federal uh levels that get a lot of campaign contributions from these countries uh, i mean from these companies sorry yeah yeah and and one of them is a, a, is the biggest the biggest one that has gotten campaign contributions is representative david scott out of georgia okay and i think by his constituents riding him and saying, you know, we don't support this practice, vegan, non-vegan, whatever, and uh, we don't like the fact that you're getting more campaign contributions from the animal agriculture industry than anybody else, and you were one of the people that supported the Animal Enterprise Terrorism Act in 2006, yes. which basically made it illegal for even workers to report on conditions. And, that and-
1: is mind-boggling. I'm sorry to interrupt you. That's just mind-boggling, like how... Then there's no foresight. There's no, like, no, a policing of it at all.
0: Excuse me. Can yeah. I just can I just jump in here for a second?
1: Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. What sure. law?
0: What law in two thousand six made it illegal for employees to report on abuses?
2: Well, um, they at first they had one in nineteen ninety two. It was called the Animal Enterprise Protection Act, which was the one that actually made it illegal for basically workers to to come in and third party, basically, to come in what they would call economic espionage, right? But they couldn't report to the government on certain certain things, certain practices. If, if say, another worker had his arm chopped off, of course, they could report that. But they weren't allowed to actually film the conditions. What the Animal Enterprise Terrorism Act did in 2006 was it said that anything that costs... Animal agriculture, a loss of profits or property, or made someone feel threatened. No matter what that cause was or why it was, it was actually an act of domestic terrorism.
0: But there's also a law so, on the books that protects the whistleblower.
2: It, it, in a way, you have you have protection for a whistleblower, but in animal agriculture. Not in a way.
0: There's a state, there's a law on the books that protects the whistleblower. And there's also but, there's also a part of the government called the FSIS that inspects these these factory farms, and they go out and they do the best they can with with the limited amount of personnel and funding that they have. They depend on people like you to make the the reports to the uh, to their their office, and they get no reports. And I, I'm sorry, I'm just listening, and I'm not trying to be argumentative with you. I'm just listening and you're saying that there's no way you can go and you're you're stealing animals and setting them free and stuff like that and that's cool i understand what you're saying but you are you are you do know you are you are stealing there's the right way and the wrong way to do that yeah that's that's
1: that's what he said he never denied that that's what we've always talked
0: about right i'm i'm just saying there's a right way and a wrong way to go about it and i think you have there's a much more powerful way you can do this than to stand outside and i I'm, I'm just saying that there's a right way that you could do this and be a lot more powerful than being just a handful of people standing outside and making a lot of noise there's a, there's a much stronger way you can make your presence known and make a much bigger difference than to
1: But how can we how can we do that if the if the lobbyists are all in the the, the dairy lobbyists the animal ca- agriculture and all
0: being funded by campaign things like that because you're you're like saying getting s- donations you're saying that you're you're saying well you're admitting defeat before even trying that's the whole thing mm. and i've been listening yeah. I, i've oh, been sorry. listening to the i'm sorry i don't mean to step step on you but i've been listening to this for the last few weeks and it's like before you even say you've done anything you're just saying the lobbyist no, did this did that
1: yeah but he has done it. He has done what? it. He, yes, seen, have... he has seen it. So he has.
0: What? What? I have you... reported. I've
2: reported. I've reported. Uh, okay. I've taken footage and I've reported it. I have to do it honestly, Jimmy. First of all, I oh, can't I, but, say that. Sir, b-
0: believe me, I'm not attacking you. I'm just. I, I'm, no, no, I'm I'm, on, I'm, I'm on your side at the moment. I'm just saying that. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I know it doesn't sound like it right at the moment, but I'm just saying that. You know, you can say like, like you're saying, oh, I took footage and I, I, I tried and I'm not just saying, and when I'm saying you, I'm not, I'm not meaning you in particular. I'm just talking in general, but you can take footage and give it to, and I'm not meaning this guy, but Aaron's brought him up a lot, Earthling Ed, you can give it to him to put out to other vegans, or you can give it to mainstream media, or you can give it to the government themselves. And,
1: but they do do that. They do do that.
0: Yeah, but yes. you give it to them, and they they someone turns you away and says, "Yeah, okay, goodbye, kid, get away they, from me." They
1: said they said it's staged. They they tell if you're gonna, you can don't you mind, Derek, Tell them about the the uh, situation with the little baby pigs.
2: Um, well, there there was one uh, uh, factory farm that was a, a pig farm in uh, I'll just say the Midwest. Mm-hmm. They they were they were reported to the state. Uh, and they also were reported to federal agencies, too, for animal cruelty laws, for environmental laws. Uh, there was a bunch. And it ended up they, they, as a, a ruling, they didn't take it to court because they said the footage that we used was staged. Okay. It was not staged. Okay. I turned it over to PETA to use it because PETA has lawyers. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they, they have a law team and they have PIs that can do more work than I can do. Okay. But what happened was that they had basically said our footage was staged, that we had put these pigs in their own their own urine and feces. We had, uh, you know, basically set up the whole scene, almost like we had a green screen to do this special effects with or something, you right. know, like our own studio. Yeah. And, and, it, and it really comes down to the fact that they were a Smithfield, they were a source of Smithfield for pig flesh, you know, And Smithfield has a lot of a lot of people that they give campaign contributions to, and I mean, it's it's so it's mind-boggling to me because I want to do it the right way. I do. No, I uh, I have no problem.
0: I hear you. Go ahead. But the only thing is, and this is just my opinion. I think the 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 first mistake you made was getting Peter involved. Peter 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 has such a bad reputation. With everybody, I guess, except the ve- the vegans. But Peter has such a bad reputation. That's like saying you want to bring uh, social justice, so you went to the Klan. I mean. Well,
1: well I think it's like he even said he even got Peter involved. It no, uh, kind of no like I understand. Got, you
0: know, well, he said he went to Peter so. because they have attorneys. But you know what? If you make enough noise, and you bring it to one guy, and the one guy you don't get anywhere with him, you go to the next, and you go to the next, and you go to the next, and you just keep on plugging away that way, and send it to whoever. It's like someone that's trying to get a radio, uh, a record contract. You don't just give it to one one producer; you give it to a thousand yeah. producers.
1: I think. But yeah. the point is that they they dismissed it. They said it was staged, and that even no matter and they, they went back again, and they yeah. saw the same things. It's and exact. it's the exact thing when they personally themselves went back and they did nothing about it, nothing. Oh. It was just, that's it. Cause it was a Smithfield farm. Oh. It's, 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 it's kind of mind boggling.
2: And also I, I have, uh, Jimmy, I have, uh, there was one case and I'll go ahead and say it was Kentucky because this specific law is Kentucky law. Mm-hmm. You are not allowed to feed pigs, that die in a in a farm back to other pigs. It's illegal in Kentucky, okay? <laughs> I documented the fact that they were grinding up pigs, and the Humane Society documented this in 2014 and reported them to any government agency they could. I even reported to the EPA that they were dumping their pig lagoon into a river adjacent to the factory farm. All they ended up getting was a fine for the dumping. The, the feeding pigs back to other pigs, that that's a felony law
0: right. in Kentucky. Right, right. It and should that, be a felony enough, law that's everywhere. That's it
2: should have shut them down, but it didn't. And the fact that I documented it happening, I showed i showed the buckets where they keep them. I showed where they grind them up and everything. And you know, their whole argument is, th- this is the pig farmer argument. Um, the factory farmer argument is that it gives the calcium back to the other pigs. The problem is, is a lot of the pigs, uh, they're in these horrible conditions and they're dying of like equine uh, uh, diarrheal disease. Right. And it's so contagious. I don't know how they're not killing off all the pigs. And I'm literally taking these babies out of dead poles that they're just throwing in piles because they know they're going to die from this disease. (laughs) And, and I'm documenting I, I am sending videos to people and governmental agencies, but I again me as an independent, I can't be a whistleblower because of the AETA. It really made it to where I can't cause them to lose profits or I I can be on trial from anywhere from one year to twenty years.
1: Yes.
2: And it, it's, it's a risk to, just being there.
1: Talk a little about DXE, a little bit, how like I know Wayne like he is now going through some major legal issues.
2: Yeah, and it, it's it's really like um because a lot of times DFC, they do like open rescues and things like things yeah. like that when they actually show them going into to uh you know factory farms and actually taking animals out. Yeah. And they're very they're very open about what they do as direct action everywhere. And yeah. uh I'm not so much. So it's like they will admit to doing things to bring it up to show, to basically show, look, they're going against these animal abuse uh, statues that are in, our, in the state and try to bring it to court and find it legally. They are trying to do it the legal route.
0: Yeah, but if they're going yeah. into a factory farm and quote unquote rescuing animals, technically, technically, they're stealing because technically animals are property. So they're going into these farm Technically. I mean, no. you, th- that's the law of the land right now. So, technically, they're going in and they're stealing. That's like me coming to your house and saying, I'm going to liberate your motorcycle. Well, <laughs> you the, know the, right? again,
1: too, on the flip side is, like, like, I know that for me, if someone told me that, if, if somebody had told me, like, purposely, I, my dog told me, right. and there was no Libra, Libra repercussion, I would be... Like, obviously, there's no legal repercussion because it, he's not considered a sentient being, he's not considered like a human being. But to him, he to me, he is right. to to almost everyone, you know, they are I, animals, are you know. So, what's the difference between the farm animals that we raise to torture yeah. and eat and and then and the difference between our pets that we have?
0: But I understand um, that, but technically. Like I said, you're saying this fellow is under is in all kinds of legal problems. Well, right off the bat, right off the bat, if he wanted to go in, if, if, if that was the case, that he wanted to go and rescue these animals, and he's you know he sounds like an intelligent person, he sounds like a warm-hearted person, that he wants to rescue these animals, why not get the groups behind him and say, well, look, these animals have to be rescued. Let me get the money and buy them from him.
1: No, no, you never buy animals. Yeah, um, yeah, you never. Yeah. Sorry. So you you're just go So then,
0: so then you just go and steal them from the people that bought them. No, you
1: never.
0: Okay. That's yeah. That, but uh, that, makes a, Aaron, that makes no, Erin. That makes no sense. If so, you're going to fight within the, the law, until you can change the law, and, you have and, to fight and, within Jimmy, the law. You never
1: buy the animals because then that in turn it gives them more money and they're just going to buy more animals and kill them and torture them. But, so until so you'll you, just the steal. law is changed,
0: so you'll just steal. That makes no sense. No,
1: no, no. That's not, not what we're saying. Be, you're liberating them. They're no, gonna you're be stealing. Tortured and, and just throwing out like trash anyway because. Do you know how many baby pigs are just thumbed bashed over the head? uh millions, you know, a year. But so you, th- their animals are not nothing to them but profit. So it, I don't. You're never gonna change. It,
0: it, you're never gonna I'm change. Sorry. You're never gonna change the law by breaking what's there now. You have to. You have to f- play by the rules to change the rules. That's the, okay, that's but, the sad part. But the
1: um, rules are so slighted that, but you, uh, can't, you, you, you can't you talk, Dirk. I'm sorry. So, Dirk, this is your your time to talk. So, you're the one.
0: You're
2: the.
1: We're uh, <laughs> and I arguing. So,
2: I, I, I'm trying to get in there, but I don't. I don't I'm sorry. To, I'm uh,
0: sorry. I don't. I don't mean to cut you out. <laughs>
2: no, it, it's 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 okay. Uh, well, the problem I have with, uh, yeah, you're right. In in our law system, animals, domesticated animals and factory farms are considered property. Yes, within our laws, but at one point, humans were considered property, too. This yeah. is like telling people that we're in the Underground Railroad and they would go to the South that, hey, we have federal laws that say that you can't bring slaves to the North or we have to take them, take them back. He said, well, that's different because that's humans. Justice is justice no matter whether an institution right now acknowledges it or doesn't. To, to me, slavery was wrong no matter what. Yeah. And it, it took go- us going through a civil war before that really changed. And uh, there were federal laws in the books that said Harriet Tubman, you know, was basically, uh, basically a terrorist too. Yeah. I, I mean, in a way, especially to Confederate and slave states. And and to me, you, can, it, own saying that you own a sentient being is like saying that you own their existence. It's saying that you own their feelings, their you consciousness.
0: Derek, you can't compare animals to humans that i'm sorry you're you're trying to you're trying to you're trying to impose human feelings on animals all right i understand what you're doing i do it because i have two dogs and a cat at home here and i do that every day i i say hello to my dogs every morning i talk to them i say goodnight to my dogs i say goodbye to them i tell them where i'm going when i leave the house i mean i do it every day myself but is it you can't. You,
1: who says you can't? You, who says uh, you can't? I'm,
0: well, I'm, I'm saying I'm saying I do it. I'm not saying can. I can't. But
1: who, who says you can? That is there like there? There's no sense. There's scientific proof that these are sentient beings. They have thoughts. They just because they're not as intelligent as us, should we like? There's plenty of people or individuals whom are not as intelligent. as even I am. Should I tell them? Should they be slaughtered should the like should the mentally challenged be just dumped in a bin because they're not as smart it just might make right
2: well, <laughs> I, I don't I, I
0: think I don't know
2: I, I, but. I'm sorry but I think one of our problems is is that we do see things from a human supremacy point of view everything's human centric but we rely off of all these bio systems that we can't live without and and that's that's an undeniable fact. And the fact that they are sentient, that is scientifically proven. And I mean, it's like it's just like you. You talked about your dogs, right? Um, like like my doggo. When when she wants to go to her glammys, which is my mom's house, mm-hmm. I say, Hey, we're going to go to glammys. She gets excited. She loves it. She's she's all about going to glammys. Do I own her her excitement, her consciousness? When when somebody is saying a sentient being is actually a piece of property. They are literally saying they own their life and their consciousness. Not just—they're just saying they're—they're they're mechanized protein
0: machines, basically. Yeah.
2: They're that they're not living; that they're inanimate
0: almost. So, uh, do you believe you don't own your dog?
2: Oh no, my, uh, my dog is my companion. But do she's you, my companion. I re- rescued her for an animal abuser.
0: But do you believe? And you, do you believe you don't own your dog?
2: No, she is my companion.
0: I right, so just you,
2: like. So, I don't own my girlfriend, or uh, if I had a wife, a wife, or something like that.
0: I, I I didn't say your wife or your girlfriend. Do you believe you don't own your dog? No,
2: I believe she is my companion, no matter what yeah. the laws say. Okay,
0: so that means that you're not responsible to feed your dog. You're not responsible for the vet care. You're not responsible for anything. That's just your companion, well, no, so... No, the, uh, no well, I'm, was... I'm just asking because I own my dogs and by me owning my dogs I'm responsible for their vet care I'm responsible for, f- for feeding them I'm responsible for making sure that they have a a, a a good warm place to sleep during the winter and a nice cool place to sleep during the summer and that they're well taken care of and they're protected that's my job I own my dogs and I make okay, sure but that they, would you... Huh? I'm sorry. Go ahead.
2: Um, but yes, I do uh, if, if that would be the case. Then when I was taking care of uh, my Oma for the last eight months of her life, when she was dying, you what? I took care of all those needs for her.
1: He's a grandmother.
2: Oh. My oh. grandmother. Sorry, sorry, Oma. Sorry. It's, it's German.
0: Yeah.
1: Um,
2: but um, for the last eight months of her life, I took care of her. I, I fed her and made sure she had meals, made sure there was groceries and everything. Uh, to say to say the same thing,
0: no, it's not. Say, the,
2: oh, I I it, own my grandmother. It's, it's not, not the, the same thing that.
0: because if you if your gra- if you didn't take care of your grandmother, your grandmother could afford to have someone take care of her. Your dog, if you didn't take mm-hmm. care of your dog, what's your dog gonna do? Your dog's gonna go out in the yard or go out in the woods and probably die. But if if yeah, if a, it, if per- it's if, very if a person, my grandmother. What if not sorry. not necessarily not necessarily. Because the they're, there they're, she did she work during her life? Did she have social security disability? I mean social security? Did she have an income coming in? Your dog doesn't have an income coming in. The same as cows, pigs, chickens. People buy them and they take care of them. I, I they, think
1: we're getting a little off topic not here. Not really,
0: but because you take these animals. The I just want to make a point and. Because you, you guys, you you sometimes the vegans, they make it sound like you go out, you buy a truck full of animals, you take them back to your farm, you chop their heads off, and you, you make meat, you run them out, and that's the end of it.
1: No, but that's what really happens sometimes. It's, that's the minority, but th- this happens all over the world, and we're just trying to open people's eyes and let them see, because that's what we're all about, about education, compassion, because it's like people don't know this is happening. If people saw what was happening, if this was happening in the front yard, they would not want it to be happening. It, it it's yeah. insane, and no one knows about it. Or people look the other way, or just, or turn away, or, or just like, oh, I don't want to watch that. It's like, oh too sad, too you know too graphic. They don't watch it. They don't but want you, to know.
0: But see the whole thing. The whole thing isn't like what Derek what what Dirk is saying he took videos he sent it to this guy sent it if if this was the case and this, and this is me if i if it was me that was doing this is what i would do i would take these videos and if the, if it's just graphic and now i've looked at a couple of the videos that Aaron sent me from people and some of them that they, they are they're troubling if i was the one taking these videos i wouldn't be sending them to fellow vegans i'd be putting them in no,
1: he he puts them out they are put
0: out there i wouldn't put them i wouldn't even put them to the government i'd be putting them to mainstream media i would push it to everybody that i could push it to the same thing we do with the podcast we push this out to everyone we can push it to
1: he does do that but no one cares
2: the mainstream media will not pick up any of the graphic images that i put out any of them Oh. They they won't do it. I've really tried. I, go, short, I've even tried with like network news and all that
0: stuff. Go to cable um, news. I, I'm I'm not saying that you but, didn't try, Dirk. Believe me. I'm just I'm and again I'm not pointing this at you directly. I'm saying when I say you, I'm talking in a general sense. I'm just I'm just saying because there's a lot of people doing what you're doing, and it just seems like everyone has the same the same fallback. Well, I sent it, and nobody does anything about it. And then it's, it's like the ad
1: gag laws and things like that. Yeah, the there's kids. a lot
0: of states that can't show it. Well,
1: yeah.
0: Then I'd be making a venue to show it, or you've got YouTube, you've got. Uh, done that. Yeah. But well, then
1: it's 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 like that like black box. It gets like a um, what's the word? Sensitive gets, uh, content.
0: Yeah. yeah. Warning.
1: You can't see it. They they block it out. Like even on Facebook when you share uh, oh, well, a share video. Facebook
0: uh, you can't Facebook they, you can't even sneeze on Facebook anymore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. They yeah, it yeah, out.
2: I agree with you on that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um But see, we, we also I funnel through different activists and the activists like is sometimes I funnel my my uh, footage through, they actually do have quite a large audience of even non vegans that want to criticize it. And uh, there were some that went on TikTok. You know, I'm not a TikTok fan. I really don't like the short videos and all that. But when you follow somebody, you can see the linked video. And I know some of our videos that have over a million views, Jimmy, I don't know how much more I can do than have the general population see that through the multiple, you know, social medias we have. And, and when I do, try with the news, like like Aaron said, there's so many states now that have ad gags that don't allow them to do that. And or or it's considered too graphic for TV. They really want to shut this down. And that was why the AETA was supported so overwhelmingly or overwhelmingly uh, with you know the representatives and everything is because the, the industries are making so much money, including the pharmaceutical industries, off of animal agriculture they don't want anybody to see the most graphic stuff <clears throat> and i'm there crying while i'm taking this footage knowing that you know i'm going to get it out there somehow and if it changes people it changes people. we have to change the hearts and minds of people to get them to care about this before the government will change
0: yeah. and,
2: I'm, and i know you don't like the analogy to people changing the hearts and minds of people who were kind of okay with the institution of slavery. But then once you said, look at what they're actually doing and, and people wised up, whether it was, it was, it was, uh, you know, just reading a book by abolitionist, or, or it was, um, you know, seeing that uh, no matter the color of your skin or the race you are, everyone's equal, you know, Nobody had to love Japanese people to know that the Japanese internment was wrong. Just like nobody has to love a pig to know that the that the hell and nightmare that they lived through is wrong. I just, so
0: we have to. Go... I I just oh, find okay. it I find it a little bit distasteful to compare slavery to farm animals. That that's just me. Some
1: people say the Holocaust for the animals. Some of it is compared to slavery. Injustice is injustice. In you know, yes, it's at a different level, but it is, what's wrong. Is wrong.
2: Yeah, and, and really, honestly, I'm using it as an
0: analogy. No, I you understand. Know, not, I understand. Yeah. I'm not. I'm yeah. not saying that you're you're doing it. Uh, in I'm not saying that you're doing it uh, intentionally or anything like that. But I don't know. Um, you're talking about you're talking about a food chain type of thing here, and I think that I think that the slaughterhouses have to be cleaned up i i do and i hate first of all i hate the word slaughterhouse i despise that word um i think that that has to be cleaned up i agree with you there i think that the the animal cruelty thing that was brought in in 1973 that there has to be a the uh, they brought in that law i can't think of the name of the law right now it's just saying it to Aaron before we before we started I I started doing some research into that. Erin's opened my eyes to a lot of different things since we started doing the vegan podcast. And I've been doing some research as the weeks go on. And there there was a law came in in 1973 about making the the whole process a little bit more humane. And this this office that came into effect, this FSIS, is supposed to make sure that those practices are, are, are used. And they're finding out that you know, a lot of the slaughterhouses weren't using them or they were sidestepping them. And they've been on them since 1973. It was updated again in 1978, I believe, and again in the the 80s. But people aren't making the reports. So it's left up to this unit, this agency, that's understaffed, basically, and depends on people making these uh, reports. And then you're telling me that it's against the law somehow that for people to make the reports.
2: I say that for independent people to make the reports, yes, it is. And uh, I'm I'm talking about factory farms before they go to the slaughterhouses. So the slaughterhouses are usually a completely different unit. Like uh, you have JBS in Louisville, Kentucky, uh, that gets a lot of the uh, pigs that they slaughter from surrounding states. And you know they, they are under different regulations too. And they do have inspectors there. The factory farms, on the other hand, that's living through a nightmare before they get slaughtered. I mean, this this is, it's uncomparable to anything I saw in my life. And, you know, I, I just, I, I really, considering the conditions they're in and the fact that by me filming it, they think that means that they're going to lose profit. And that makes me an uh, economic disturbance, which makes me a domestic terrorist <laughs> yeah, in some people's minds. That's, uh, you know, see, see if you if you eat them, you see how they're produced, and that's more truth than you're ever going to see, really. And and it's it's the conditions that they live in. Uh, whether it's pigs that live for you know six to nine months, they're still babies six to nine months, and and they're missing their ears. They're they're getting trampled. There there's all kinds of brutality that goes on. You know, when I went into this, I didn't even know you know about hell or anything, and I found it. Wow. I found that the way that they're living was like hell.
0: How did you get into these places? They're very porous, most of them. Um,
2: I mean, they have, like, openings uh, and everything. When you go to the bigger places, they're like, one end will be open-sided in a lot of places mm-hmm. um, and things like that. I, I mean, uh, yeah, sometimes, you know, I would go through a window or something like that. But a lot of places do not have high-tech security. There has been a few I've been to that are high-tech and are locked down, but a lot of them are, you know, in the middle of nowhere. I mean, you turn a knob, and you can go into these places. And again, I'm the one doing something wrong, like you said, trespassing, and I'm uh, technically stealing babies. But the last time I went into a uh, factory farm, I went into it just to liberate a little baby that was a piglet, and I jumped into a small window that I opened up, and, yeah, I hurt myself pretty bad when I landed. I got up, ran exactly to where I knew the baby was, got the baby, and as I was getting the baby, the mother that's in a gestation cage where she can't even move, uh, she kind of gave out a little bit of a, a snort, and the baby went up and touched noses with her. And when I picked him up, instead of squealing, which if you know anything about baby pigs, they all squeal when you right. pick them up. This baby did not squeal, and it was almost like the mother knew that these, these black-clad, people were different than the people that had been there before that had kicked her and probed her and made her stay you know and and that put her in these conditions and 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 I know I I, I don't want I'm not trying to anthropomorphize but when that happened I felt like all this video I've been taking have been worth it just to be able to save one baby that I know is not going to have his head smashed up against the wall it's not going to have his body parts ripped apart is not going to be trampled like on some of the videos that I distributed. Um, I knew at that point that animals being property and everything came to fruition. And this is years into it that all the work I had done and this, this wasn't my first liberation, but there's something about it. I just felt like the mother knew. I felt like the baby knew and I felt like I was there with a useless arm, but I was still getting that baby out. And it was, it was, yeah, it's beautiful to see that he's grown into. Got he's gotten to grow, and, and be and be. Oh, sorry.
0: No, go ahead. Go ahead.
2: He's he's gotten to be a uh, you know still. Uh, he's he's empathetic. He loves playing with his mates and and I mean just a wonderful a wonderful being.
0: Now where do you, where do you do you keep these? Do you keep them yourself or do you send them somewhere or? No, you, you
2: always a uh, sanctuary. Um, and, and there's so few and the funding is so low for them and I, I beg anybody listening to this that supports animal liberation or any of that please support your sanctuaries no matter where you're at if you can please support your sanctuaries they have every, every, every farm animal cats, dogs there are great compassionate people in this world and, and that will do anything for the animals but without sanctuaries you can't save any animals that are in these horrible places.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
0: Just out of curiosity, the people that you bring these 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 animals to, do they ask you where you got them, or you just they just take them? Well, I'm I, again, we, we, I'm not. Yeah. I'm just curious. Well, it's
2: it's not that they don't know, but they don't need to know details because they they are the important ones, and the animals are the important ones. I'm the one that is doing. I ask, always ask permission first, but I don't want them implicated in anything that I do. Right. So I try to go, try to keep my inner, anonymity, and uh, try to keep try to keep the the, the babies safe. They're they're not concerned, and um, it's my responsibility to keep them safe as well when I bring a baby to somebody.
1: Amazing, it's, it's amazing. Tell me a little bit about, like, have you ever brought a baby to a place that you thought was not right or not good or, or you know, not a good fit?
2: Honestly, um, no, because I, I've, I've spoken to the people. And um, okay. if I ever find a place that I think is, like, shady or, you know, they're just trying to get some uh, baby pigs so they can breed baby pigs or yes. some turkeys to to make, to have the Thanksgiving uh, Oh, I hate saying that. Uh, There's Thanksgiving turkey fest or something like that. Yeah, I would definitely not associate with them. No, I, I know all the people. I mean, they're good-hearted people, just like people that save cats and dogs. And and we really, without refuge, liberation means nothing it, because we yeah. have nowhere to go. I You know, I, I'm just, I'm just a poor Apple Action guy. I'm just, a, I'm just a normal guy. I don't have a farm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and and they're the ones that do the work, taking care and and. To me, they're like they're like saints to me. Um, yeah, they just really are the true heroes, not not the people like me. Um.
1: Well, you're definitely a little bit of here. I'm sure that that piglet would beg to differ. That you know that you say so. But um, uh, uh, tell, uh, tell us a little bit I about. Mean, I know you telling me a little bit about the piglets that could walk on the ground when they were finally on floor or on grass.
2: Uh, well, because because when they're in gestation, all they have is basically grates to walk on.
0: Yeah.
2: And in the factory farms a lot, they have grates. They never see grass, even when they're taken to. Uh, that's the only time they see grass is when they're on a truck to go to a growing growing facility. Yeah. From the uh, breeding facility, so. When they get on solid ground, often it's like they can't, I don't know, they can't really balance because they're used to like a grape being there, like right on, especially pigs. and They're used to a grape being right on their hooves, and they're used to that type of stability. They're not used to like a carpet or just flat earth or even grass. And that's where a pig naturally would be. They have a snout for, you know, rooting up the soil and get into tubers and things like that they aren't designed to be on crates, and yes they have trouble for two or three hours but when i get to when i get to see him and they get to know me at first you know they are timid even the, even the boy that didn't squeal he, he was still timid he was like i don't know about these people there's they're, they're like those people but yeah. then after three or four hours he learns hey uh, this, this weird creature my dog this weird creature <laughs> likes me and is playing with me they're playing with me uh they're trying to get me to eat and i like these people they seem to be all right it doesn't take them as long as as what people would think you know it's not like piglets especially i'm not talking about full-growing uh sows that have been you know been raped for four to six years to produce piglets or uh uh or like a holstein that is like a three-year-old holstein that's about to get slaughtered after she's She's spent from having so many babies. Yeah, you know the the calves and piglets. Usually, they're pretty quick to adapt.
1: Yeah, I think I think what the the problem is not the problem, but the issue is that is we're trying to get people to acknowledge or even look at animals as not being an option, a food option. Like I no longer see animals as a food option, as a food source. You know, and it's only been granted almost four years. So, but. That's not an option for me. I would never think to eat my dog, or I would never think to eat um, anything running around. There's chickens down the street for me, but I would never think to eat that. That is no longer a food option. I think that trying to get people to understand, and because there's nothing ethical or logical about faction farming or about the consumption of animals.
2: That's true. I mean, it, it's just really it. It's such a different thought process because i have been i have been vegan for so long and anti-species too for so long that it's like now i don't even it doesn't even register
0: now like yeah. when i
2: smell somebody like uh cooking an animal animal flesh or body part yeah. i'm like yeah it doesn't it doesn't even register as food it registers as something bad yeah it's just death basically and um i think if people you know got the chance to get away from it for a while or had to for some reason they would they would uh, recognize it's, it's so much different, and and once you have that mindset that there that animals aren't food, I don't think you can go back. Honestly. Yes. Yeah. I don't think. That, but- I don't think if you truly. Ethical vegan or an ethical species that you will go yeah. back to that. Uh,
1: and, and, and that's not talking about like crazy situations like, yes, if you're like deserted on an island or if you're like stuck up <laughs> on a mountain top and things like that, yes, you have to do what you have to do. It, that's survival. But we're talking about like the everyday person, the everyday. And not to say I wasn't always vegan for like I've just been vegan the past four years and I'm still. I'm learning, I'm learning, you know, so, and not to say that all people who consume animal products are are bad or trying to make people think and think about what they're doing and think about and acknowledge, maybe there is another way, maybe, maybe consider trying to go vegetarian for for a month or, or eventually maybe vegan, just Think about it because it's like the world. We are killing the world. We are killing all these animals. We are killing ourselves, it, and it's the number one proven thing that you can do as a person to combat global warming. And it, it, it's just a an all around positive. It, it, there's nothing negative to it.
2: Yeah, really. To be honest with you, um, I don't. I don't think this is like a wedge issue or an occult fad. I think it's more like the issue of the century, honestly, or maybe even modern civilization. Uh, mm-hmm. Because, you know, can we as a species, as as humans, can we drop human supremacy and stop exploiting non-humans and save ourselves while we're doing it, really? Because, yeah, it is a big contributor to uh, habitat loss, global warming. Uh, you know, nine-tenths of the rainforest is cut down to feed animals or for grazing animals there's there's even issues with world hunger you know and I, I mean 90 percent of soy is not going to our tofu yeah uh, yeah it's going to feed animals 70 percent of the gra- of the corn and grain is going to feed animals uh it's not even it, you know and then there's a big percent that goes to ethanol it to me it is the defining issue of our of our modern civilization and it's not just here in america you know, I point that at American politicians and politics, but it's yeah. in places like India where they consider cows to be sacred. But yet, the cow spent after the cow is supposed to be spent and can't have babies anymore, and they can't take the milk that's meant for the baby. They send the cow to places where um, there's other there's other religions like Islam. That will slaughter the cow, and yep. that's why they're the number one producer of leather is India, out of all places. So yep. it's, it's it's really human supremacy that even goes beyond personal beliefs and you know uh, sacred um, oaths. Like you know they consider cows to be sacred, but they'll even even then the profit of leather and meat and other uh, or flesh in other regions is still. Such a, such and such a demand that it's profit comes before you know the morals. Yeah,
1: profit comes before for compassion. So.
2: Yeah, yeah, and, and like I said, it's not really, it's not always, a, it's not always a case of compassion. It's just a case of justice.
1: Yeah.
2: Like like I said, you didn't have to, you don't have to love somebody, or you don't have to, you don't have to love cats. I'm not yeah. a big cat person. Yeah. I, I, I'm a dog person, but you don't have to. You don't have to love cats to know that it's wrong to to take a cat and and throw a cat over over a fence or anything evil to a yeah. cat. You don't have to know. Uh, you don't have to love a cat to know that's wrong. It's just like you don't have to love cows, chickens, and turkeys to know that you know their exploitation is wrong. They're forced into this existence yes and and yeah I, I believe it's defining for us all of us not just not just vegans yeah it, it,
1: yeah truly thing is like how would like the world to be well how we want our future to be like i don't have any children but my boyfriend had does have a son he's 20. what is it going to be like for their children what's it going to be like for their future
2: yeah, I think something like seventy percent of infectious diseases are actually from animals, and uh, a lot of the the flus, like the chicken flus and stuff like that, come from like bats to chickens, and it jumps over yeah. to humans. At, at first, when it first gets in the human population, you know, uh, with COVID, not so not so sure about you know the origins of that one, but I, I'm just not, I'm gonna let other people hand that one out. Like, uh, yeah, um, so
1: the, the, yeah. The, the debate, the bat debate, you know.
2: But, but the problem is, is once COVID does get into factory farms, and I believe it has already gotten there, it has billions of opportunities in every factory farm every day to create a new variant. Yeah. So we've already got, you know, up to Delta. When are we going to get to Omega? Yeah. Because it's, yeah. It, 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 in factory farms, there's such close proximity, and viruses have jumped from pigs to humans and chickens to humans for so many millennia because they've been domestically farmed around humans for so long and and there's antibiotic resistance like MRSA and there's a staff, there's a type of staff now that find them factory farms that is antibiotic resistant. Yeah. It, it comes to our future as humans too, but generally do we want in the future, do we want factory farms to still exist in the future? Do we want animals, sentient beings being treated the way they are in the future? This is our future as as a human race, how do we want it to look? And you're right, it has a lot to do with with future generations too. But I just think it's it's a it's a now thing, what we can do now. But it is also a gradual thing. And um, but every, but every time I documented a factory farm, it's been like so in 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 the second of what can I do to to um, stop this from happening? What what can I do for this little baby that gets that gets stomped on what can i do for the baby i watched get her head knocked up against you know the wall or pack as yeah. they call it what can i do for the for the mommy cow I nicknamed brown eyes that licked me and and moaned for uh, over a week because they took her cab and every time i'll come by she she want to lick on me she was so cool you know oxytocin for a calf and she just wanted her cab there, and then she would stop moaning. But as soon as I would leave, she would start moaning and moaning. And yeah. after a while, it felt like she was just crying out for her baby that had been slaughtered so people could have her, could have the baby's milk. Yeah. Do we want that yeah. in the future? Yes.
1: I know the whole world is not going to go vegan overnight. I always say that. No, but just think about it. Think about what you're choices are doing. Think about what your choices are causing. Like Dirk just said, you don't have to you know, like cows and chickens and pigs to know that killing, how do you humanly kill something that doesn't want to die? How, and there are sentient beings, they do have intelligence, they do have feelings. You know, it's just like killing your cat or dog. You know, so At some point pigs are even smarter than, than dogs. It's how do you humanly kill something? It's necessary. It's no longer necessary to do these things. So Yes, back in the day, like 200 years ago, you know, it was necessary to guess you had to eat, you had to drink. But now it's no longer necessary with so many vegan alternatives. Um, and I just don't know or understand why. Maybe the listeners want to chime in, maybe write me. But why do people get so upset when people talk about veganism, when people talk about an alternate choice? Like, like. What what is it so offensive? You know, it, it is I'm we're trying to share education, awareness because it's like this is happening and it, it's not made up. these it's true. It's facts. Why do people turn away? Why do people not want to see it? I don't know. That's the I question.
2: Think, <laughs> I, I think that's mainly because it it it, it strikes a chord, and it, it's kind of good in a way that strikes a chord because with the people. That it does change, they will go with their moral compass. If their moral compass reaches that far out, they will say, "Yes, we're we're, we're going to, uh, you know, change our, our lifestyle, or at least at least try." And and I mean, in some ways, I think it bothers people because they feel like you're, you you be trying to make them feel guilty over something that they've always done. Yeah, their parents, their parents have done, and they've been socially conditioned to do. But I just. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I I think I think you know coming from the background I did come from. Like I said, you know, i it's German, and uh, my own mom. She was very she was very particular about food. Everybody had to eat all the time, all the time. You yeah. had to eat three plates, and it was just it's so ingrained ingrained in her uh, being from Germany, that and being through a war that food was so important that. She had to make sure everyone ate and ate what she ate and ate right, uh, yeah. her, what she would think of. And to me, it's just animals aren't food, so yes,
1: well, yeah. well, it is a very personal thing. And like you said, you brought up it, you know, it makes them feel bad. But granted, we found fun, are all vegan, not many people are born vegan. You know, we're gonna have a, on the show a future guest, a girl who actually was born and raised vegan, but. Not many people are. So I I don't understand if it's, if it's helping the world, helping your health, helping. Like you, you don't hear many people, a couple of maybe YouTube bloggers, oh, I went vegan, it ruined your my body. But most people have positive things to say about it. It, it cured my ailments, cured my inflammation, you know, it cured this, it cured that. Um, and maybe it is not for everyone, but I just think perhaps it's a positive thing, you know. So I just don't understand why it's
2: such backlash. Yeah, and, and for me it, it actually did help my migraines. I was a I was a chronic migraine newer. I had four migraines a week and now I maybe maybe have one migraine every four to five months. Okay. So the animal products were some of the triggers, definitely. Mm-hmm. And I think I think to it and you know, a lot of them were fowl products and now that I've been to egg farms, I see that they live on on basically in the space of the sheep. A paper their whole life while they're laying eggs, and I and I've been to uh, supposedly uh, free-range places where they have a pecking order that's thousands of chickens rather than just their usual dozen to two dozen chickens, and I see chickens you know having necrosis on their head and having their eyes pecked out from being constantly oh. pecked. I, I'm I'm glad in a way that's a migraine trigger. Yeah, <laughs> because because. You know, uh, I don't consider it to be a karma thing, but at the same time, it's like you know, if I if I take in the suffering, I actually suffer too. So it, it's it's kind of like a uh, it's kind of like biofeedback almost. So it, it's just really you know, it really strikes a chord with me on that um, more so than you know um, health or anything.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah.
2: You know, I saw the suffering, and, and I suffered with you know the migraines. Which is nothing compared to what they suffer through. But um, you know, there's there's so many there's so many different things. Like if we're accidentally born as anything on this earth, or we're you know created as anything on this earth, whether it be a rock, a plant, an animal, or whatever, we're still like you know a trillion times more likely to be one of the chickens that are killed by humans than born a human. Yeah. You know. So I, I think of things like
0: that too.
1: Jimmy, do you have anything to add?
0: No, no, I'm just listening I'll, in I'll, here. You? I'm just, just listening. I'm just listening, taking notes.
1: Just l- taking <laughs> notes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I do. I do. I, I do want to ask just one thing, and I'm. Uh, I'm working on a project, Art, and I just want to ask one thing. This has nothing to do, personal or otherwise. It's just for research purposes. What is your opinion? on uh well what would you say your 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 outlook is are you pro-choice or pro-life
2: well i uh, i guess um I, yeah i'm pro-choice only because uh, you know i believe no, in woman's to, body
0: you don't have to explain i'm just curious i'm okay. just, I'm, just well, I'm doing a thing i'm putting together a, a little project and i'm just trying to get some information and i'm not even you know i'm not even putting names to the thing and just taking an account on pro choice or pro life. That's all. But I appreciate I appreciate your response. <laughs> yeah, why you why are you, laugh? you, know why I'm, are you I'm laughing I'm pro choice? I so. know please you told me ten times already.
1: <laughs> I said I'm pro choice and I am not for late term abortions, however, that with that being said, like but however, I do have a friend of mine, she she had to carry the baby almost to full term, and it was, it was basically I, I believe it died in the womb, or mm-hmm. but so she basically had to deliver her unborn baby. A so stillbirth. which was if she had had she had an abortion, she could have had an abortion sooner, but she just couldn't do it. She just didn't want, you know, couldn't emotionally. So it was it worse for her to have to carry the baby to full term, and deliver a dead baby. Then to have an abortion, you know. So it, it, in certain situations like that, I think it can't. It's not so black and white. Uh, but I definitely would say I'm pro-choice. I'm not pro-killing babies, but I'm definitely pro-choice. And I think it's because you already have a living sentient being, and you are murdering these babies, torturing them, and which we already know it is classified as a living sentient being. And it's all a matter of when you think uh, a baby, you know, is is born at birth or not birth, at,
0: con- at conception. the
1: conception period.
0: Have you ever seen? Have you ever seen a video of an abortion? I know you. Um,
1: I, I I don't think I have. Um, I don't imagine it's anything a pleasant. But I've seen plenty of videos of the animals being tortured and mutilated well, and you know slaughtered. So I what? don't imagine it's the same as that.
0: I I will send you a video of an abortion. I will,
1: yeah. and no, no. Well, I'll send you a video, of a, a dirty, uh, not dirty, but like a a real graphic video of, a, of a, an animal. What's really happened? You anything. You sent. You you've sent what me some really things. Goes on. Oh no! Sp- like I don't want to share stuff like that.
0: No. no, I'll I'll send you a video of of I'll send you. Put it this way, I'll send you a muted video of an abortion video. they muted they're, yeah. they're, they're, they're terrible. And it's yeah, to each his own. I'm not I'm not telling anyone what they should or shouldn't do or what they I'm just Oh yeah. I'm just trying to get a, a, a feel. That's all. But it's
1: kinda of, it's kinda of like comparing apples to oranges. No, it isn't. It's c- an animal is an animal is already it's already a considered essential being and killing. you're considered... you're we don't know one life is this the big debate of one life it happens. When life is, is it's at the conception, is it at is it when the baby is born, is it after three months, or is it when the baby has eyeballs? Like, there's a big debate, even even scientists debate all this. Killing so
0: is killing, it's no matter yes, what,
1: yes, but but yeah, you kill millions of animals, not you personally, but every day for a sandwich.
0: Killing is killing that I know, but, but it. Yeah, but if there's
2: two, 200 million animals, land animals, being killed every day that are full-grown, filling animals, and, um, you know, I really doubt the abortion numbers are that high, but yeah, I, I agree with Aaron about the, um...
0: Abortion is millions! Millions of babies killing, killed then why, every year.
1: Why do you still continue to eat meat and dairy products? It's killing, is killing.
0: Killing is killing. I'm not Yeah, ki- but then why do you
1: continue of, to still consume meat and dairy products?
0: First if of killing all, killing is killing. I am not killing anybody. First of all, no, you you're paying someone else to do it. No, not a, See, you don't know 100% what's going on with me. But all I'm saying is killing is killing and I'm not telling anyone kill anything or not kill anything. All I'm saying is, you know, vegans are out there yelling about don't kill, don't kill, don't kill. And yet, but so no, far, we're not really
1: saying that. It's don't oh look,
0: yes, you are. You can't say mm-hmm. you're not. The, the,
1: no, we're not really saying, Kelly. Don't kill. We're saying, don't kill necessarily to the ascension beings. It's 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 the process. It's the we're not.
0: You don't. You're not don't having know,
1: baby forms You don't know and if the baby. Babies.
0: You don't know if the baby that you killed is going to grow up to be the next world leader, the the person that's going to cure cancer. The, you know you don't you don't know that and people people you know what kills me about 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 abortion and i'm I, I don't mean to get into this and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna prolong this but if if someone got raped and they had to have an abortion i agree two thousand percent if the mother's life is in jeopardy i agree two thousand percent but people that are going out there and they're having a good old time and then whoops I got pregnant so now I gotta abort the baby because I don't want to have a baby. That I disagree with. They're using it as birth control. That I disagree with. How
1: do you know? How many people do you know of that has that has happened to? That's always the like the, the argument people say. Yes, I agree. It's not to be used for birth control, but like, how many people realistically has that happened to? What? Like, use it for
0: birth co- birth. Th- they use it for birth control. That, that that used it just because they got knocked up yeah how many do I know
1: yeah like how long how, many people, how long how long do you have but, to sit down like, how many people th-
0: that i know personally how long do you have we can sit down i'll li- i'll give you a list of names I,
1: yeah no, I know i'm not I said it's not that you know personally but that you know it statistic, statistically like it, in general it's not used for that it's more often not used for individuals who are in a situation
2: you know. Yeah, I mean I, I could I could tell you for sure that there's there's uh ninety five animals that are gonna lose their life because somebody eats animals every year. Yeah.
0: I I'm not like I said, I didn't want I'm, to get into that. I just I'm just trying to get numbers together, whether pro life or pro choice. I'm not looking to, to hang anybody for anything or anything like that. It's none of my business what you do. I'm just trying to put some numbers together that's all i'm doing yeah i'm not looking to but say I, oh erin's pro-choice and this one isn't or well, that i'm not
1: yeah well, no, but i'm not i'm not i'm, I'm pro. choice but i'm not pro killing babies i'm not i'm pro i'm you have to have the choice it, it's a woman's body it's you know you have to have the, the cow does not have a choice when she's raped so
2: you have to have a choice
0: one more question yeah, okay go, oh, ahead, sir, go, sir. Ahead, Derek. Go, go ahead go ahead go go ahead
2: no, go ahead. I was just right. gonna say that that um, a, a cow or pigs that are any of the animals in animal agriculture, their reproductive systems are being exploited constantly. I mean, if, if people are eating chicken ovulations, by eating eggs. they are taking milk that is for babies uh, yeah. after after a cow's been raped to have that baby, and and they call the rack a rape rack. the cow yeah. crush. I've heard workers literally say rape rack. They're the ones that use the terminology. You know, I, I think when it comes down to the exploitation of a female, you know, anatomy and uh, babies, uh, animal agriculture takes it by a long shot. I mean, there's really, I don't know. I, I, I can't even compare it.
0: Well, like I said, I, I wasn't looking to start an argument. With this. I was just looking. I'm asking everybody. Right. I'm, <laughs> I ask everybody at this point. That's all. I, I, I wasn't looking to Start a debate on it or anything like that, but okay. but as long as I got another guy on the phone, when when it comes to when it comes to pro choice, shouldn't the shouldn't the choice be the man's choice also?
2: Well, um, no, I don't believe it should be. You don't? No. Um, if it was well, your, if
0: it was partly your child, you don't think it should be your choice also?
2: Uh, well, it's not my uterus.
0: But if you would, if you were the other part. Shouldn't you be involved in the choice? No, it's still not my uterus. Wow, you were like a feminist. <laughs> I mean,
2: not. Well, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I just. I just. I'm. You know, I, I'm I was only kidding with you. A lot of women and I'm, I, 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 I'm
0: only kidding with you, Derek. I'm only kidding with you.
2: I, I, I mean, it's fine. You can call me a feminist. I'm, I'm fine with that. I'm
0: only I'm <laughs> kidding with you.
2: But I'm also. I'm also a feminist for the cows that are being raped, the pigs that are being raped. I'm a yeah. feminist for the chickens with the turkeys i'm a feminist for all species not just for the human females
0: yeah. okay well yeah it's been lovely <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> I, think, I think we got
0: another good one i i think we do Dirk, thank yeah. you so much for being on with us today yeah it's thank been, you for having it's, been a, real, it's and, been a real it's been a real pleasure Aaron. and i i hope i didn't offend you you know, no,
2: no, no, no. No offense no uh, taken. If you weren't, if you weren't a great journalist like you are, you wouldn't ask the tough questions. And man. you asked the tough questions, and I, I appreciate. It and, you, and you gave you
0: gave great answers. I have to say that you've been you've been a pleasure, and I'd love to have you back on again in the future. The, I
2: would love to be back on. Yeah,
0: I definitely, I definitely love to have you back on. I, I'm sure Aaron would. Right now, yeah, Aaron he, wants he, to reach. He has
1: a wealth of knowledge. He's great dirk is wonderful
0: everyone would like to reach through the microphone right now and smack me because of some of the things i know <laughs> I, I i
1: know it's all i know it's um i it's I, all I, done in, I, in I, respect and it, it would be it wouldn't be a good podcast if we didn't have disagreements, you know. Well, so you know, and you, you know where I stand. I know where you stand. So
0: well, you know what it is, huh? I, I I'm the devil's advocate to Aaron when it comes yeah. to, when it comes to this. We yeah. we we may sound are like you? we're arguing, but we don't. It's you yeah. know yeah. yeah. We are have to have
2: counterpoint to have a good discussion. And that's one thing yeah. that I think our our country now is is lacking. People are just like in their own bubbles, and they don't have good discussions. Right, and,
1: and or or they they say you're you're wrong. I don't agree with you, and they don't talk to the person again.
2: Right, you know, exactly. No, they
1: don't just ignore you like it, it's, it's yeah, exactly. Yeah,
0: I agree one hundred percent with that. And so you get to talk. We we actually we actually do get along uh, <laughs> off of the podcast. Yeah, we do, we do. <laughs> but no, yeah. I it, 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 I really appreciate it, and you've been a good sport, you know. So but I, I I would yeah. really really like to have you back on again because there's there's so much more I'd like to ask when Erin's not around to yell. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, yeah. I did I scare you, Jamie? Yes,
0: you did. That's why I, <laughs> that's why I that's why I <laughs> shut up and stood in the corner.
2: <laughs> but Yeah. But I uh, yeah, yeah, I'd love to be back on again. Um
0: right. You you I'm have, a, you, have a, you have a you have a wealth of information that I'd love to pick your brain on more. If we have more time today, I'd love to pick your brain more. But
2: yeah, yeah. Right. it has been good to meet you. I appreciate it. All,
1: All right. right, buddy. Well, thank you, Derek.
0: And thank you, guys. And we'll talk to you again. Okay. All right, buddy. Awesome. Take care. Have a great one. You too. Have a great day. All right, buddy. Thank you. Bye, bye. One more time, I'd like to thank Dirk for joining us today, and I'd like to thank you for being here today, the listener. We really appreciate it, and I want to let you know, we have a good one for you next week. We have a, a young couple, and they're living the vegan life, and the boyfriend, Neil, he is a songwriter and a singer, And he's got some excellent music. We're going to highlight it here on the podcast next week. So make sure you join myself and Aaron. When we bring them to you, you're going to really enjoy it. Trust me, this guy's music is really, really good. Even if you're not a vegan, the music is really good. I want to remind you of one more thing. No matter what, things can always be worse. No matter what, right now there's somebody somewhere wishing that they were in your position. So no matter what, things can always be worse. Hey, listen, you've been listening to An Apple a Day, the Vegan Possibility episode, and we'll be with you again next week. My name is Jimmy Apple. You were listening to Aaron Fernandes there. So join us again. Have a great one, my friends. Thanks for listening to An Apple a Day with Jimmy
1: Apple, your gateway to a happy, healthy life. Join our community at
2: www.famousapple.com. See you next time.